0: On Buff Hub, the Buffalo Olympics podcast, I'm your host, Steve Vega. Guys, we are on the eve, it feels like Christmas Eve, of the NFL Draft. Uh, I feel a little bit more excited just because I'm out here where it's going to take place, and a little birdie told me through the grapevine that cover one, all kinds of people um, from the Bills community will be out here covering the NFL Draft, as well as just enjoying it. Guys, if you're coming out here, you know about Buff Hub, DM me right we'll get together some way somehow uh while we're out there enjoying the draft looks like I'm gonna be hitting some of these uh some of these slots I don't know whatever whatever Greg wants to do from cover one um and the crew they're heading out there and I hit him up so we're excited um you know a lot of people at work that I you know been talking to I mean they're 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 super excited to see what their teams are gonna do um I mean as a Bills fan I am I'm salivating right now because <laughs> this could be a situation where the Bills could have a running back of the future, could have a cornerback that could complement Trey White so well that we could have a defense that could be just as unstoppable as the last two years, if not even better, on another level. So, you know, super exciting times. Um, you know, last week, obviously, you guys tuned in and, you know, I, I talked about my first three rounds and, you know, where I felt. And so basically this week, I'm just going to talk about the rest of 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 the rounds that I got four to seven and you know what I'm hoping the Bills address uh you know definitely you know we're going to talk about the interior offensive line uh things of that nature and you got to start thinking about you know this Jordan Porter situation a little more closely um I wouldn't say be worried but definitely you know look for moves to be made on the horizon uh if this decides to stretch out I don't see Brandon Bean just sitting idle if uh you know some tension starts to build. I don't anticipate that. Um, That's something I wanted to talk about today before we get into the draft stuff. So, look, guys, obviously it's a hot topic and we have to talk about it. Um, You know, Jordan Poyer is such a monumental piece to this defense, uh, just on how it's built. You know, playing a two-deep safety situation and just being able to shuffle around whatever you want um, in coverage, whether it be from the defensive line, uh, with the linebackers, you know, uh, just you can do basically just do whatever you want, switch up whatever you want because you know you have help on the back end with those two amazing safeties with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, and you know, I would be remiss not to talk about this and and, and really address you know the situation at large. Look, fact is, you know, we talked about it some last week, but Drew Rosenhaus is very. Um, you know, well known around the league, obviously, as an agent from so many players. Uh, I'd just say for the NFL at large, right? Um, and he knows Brandon Bean well. And and this could be a situation where, yes, could it stretch out? Probably. Would Brandon Bean make a move uh to address the position? Maybe. I wouldn't say to replace Jordan, but definitely to fill in the void, uh, just until something gets figured out. Whether that be um, you know, shuffling back, you know, Saran Neal into that position more. And he talks with McDermott about giving him more of an opportunity or they just pick up a veteran, you know, just to fill the slot until, uh, things decide to figure out. But you you really start to wonder, you know, what, what this really entailed. And in my opinion, I think the agent change basically meant this is going to be better for both sides, for Jordan and for the bills. I think his past agent Um, upset him so bad that he basically just right after the big news with Von Miller decided to just address it. This is my new agent and we're starting fresh. And in my opinion, I I really do feel that he's pro buff. You know, I I really do think that, um, you know, I I really do think that Jordan Poyer is going to be a Buffalo Bill for the foreseeable future. The question is what's, what's the realistic contract here? Like how long does Jordan expect himself to play at this Type of a level. You gotta be honest with yourself um, as a safety and know it's not a very high average to play well into 37, 38. Like you're probably looking at at max, if I'm Buffalo, a three-year extension, money on the back end guaranteed to you know, you know, show the gratitude that the organization has for him. And I think that's something that um he's been waiting for a long time in his career. He's worked very hard. He's earned it. And you wonder, going into his last year, is this going to be a situation that's going to distract the Bills? Obviously, with um, workouts already starting out and things getting going, I don't want to even get into the Javon Miller allegation thing off the field. Uh, Things are already starting to get a little bit hairy. Um, it, it, It definitely has a trickle effect on the team when a captain isn't there. I mean, he's a leader of the team. He's a leader of these young guys that are trying to learn from him. Uh, Jaquan Johnson, right? Uh, Saran Neal, uh, you name it, Cam Lewis, uh, Dane Jackson. So they're looking at this situation and they're probably thinking to themselves, okay, I guess this is how I may have to handle my career here if, um, or elsewhere if you know things decide to go this way. But to be fair, the Buffalo Bills are in a position to have all the leverage for whatever, whatever they want, when they want right now, because of all the pieces that they have sacrificed just to get where they're at right now. I'm not trying to nix Jordan Poyer out of the picture, but what I am going to say is, in a way, he kind of has to get in line here and understand there's a cap situation that is very serious. It, the Bills went two years back-to-back into the into the playoffs, had a very strong run, and failed to get to the Super Bowl. So yes, Jordan, you helped out a lot, but clearly there, there's something missing on the defense that the bills had to address with the pass rush. And I'm not going to blame him for Tyree kill torching the Buffalo bills defense, you know, uh, with a minute and some change left. The fact of the matter is this, there are people on this team that unfortunately will deserve more of a priority at the time. And, uh, we talked about last week how, you know, there is that conversation of the timing of the situation and how it can rupture trust, you know? And I, and I really don't like <laughs> how things start to build up, um, in the community. And then, you know, it, 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 either goes left completely or goes right completely. There's never any middle ground, uh, with the business in the NFL. Thankfully, Sean McDermott has shed some light in a recent interview saying, Hey, you know, I've been in contact with him and you know, all his love, everything's good. Um, we're Gucci and he still wants to be a bill. It's just, this is part of the business. So it's like, okay, I've heard that I've heard and seen that before. So (laughs) um, sometimes it goes the other way. So I am personally preparing for the Buffalo bills to, you know, either make a move in free agency or in the draft to help out at that position. Cause if we lose Jordan, we're losing a lot. That's just a fact. All right, on a brighter note, uh, the NFL draft is coming up now. <laughs> and um, look, it's in Vegas, baby. All right, if you guys have never been here, um, I highly recommend coming out here, having a good time. It's really great. Um, you know, I, I, I've really enjoyed my time out here. Uh, you know, whenever my wife and I can have a little date night, like we'll go to the casino, have a good time. She's a lot luckier than I am. She'll throw in two cents and win $500, and I'll throw in. Five hundred dollars and lose five hundred dollars. So, uh, <laughs> there's my casino story right there for you. Pretty, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm not even lying about that. I'm, I'm, it's literally a true story, and I'm very depressed every time I go because I know I'm going to lose, and she's always going to win. But I'm happy for her. Low key, you know, super sad. But um, things have changed out here. I'm going to tell you, like the vibe out here in Vegas for the draft is. just for the NFL at large. There's such an affinity for it now. It's so cool. And I'm really happy, let me be honest, on a side note here for the draft and Vegas, and I want to talk about the Raiders real quick. Like, honestly, I'm happy for Raiders fans because I feel like they've just had this dark cloud over them for so long, and now they have a chance to break out of that realm of darkness they were in for so long in Oakland, and, you know, now they have a chance to, Basically rebuild their image, and they're doing the right thing. I I admire what they're doing. Obviously, uh, it kind of sucks. They've had so many issues with their organization over the years. But, uh, you know, I'm rooting for them low-key just for for them to win to the division and the Bills beat them in the playoffs. But I am rooting for them nonetheless. I feel like they're they're one of those underdog teams that you always go for, just like the Bills. You see them go against, you know, big bad Brady back in the day and you're just hoping they win upset some people. It's, it's cool. You know, there's a lot of people that are Raider, like you know, ride or die Raiders fans that I've met who have always lived in Vegas, which is super weird. Um, and it's cool. You know, everyone blacks out their cars here. You know, they, they, they put the big Raider symbol on their cars. Um, you name it, man, people go crazy out here for their team. And it's, I mean, the stadium's so cool. I went for the pro bowl, just, I, I wanted to go and volunteer and I did this thing, Uh, for the Air Force, whatever. And I I mean, going in that facility, let me tell you, man, that was something special. Like it was so top of the line, um, in your face, immersive. Like you get in there and every seat in the house is like you're literally just right there in front of the field. I mean, you can go to the nosebleed and you're looking straight down. You feel like you're in the game. You can feel and hear the hits, everything. Um, It's pretty cool. And, um, you know, I have high hopes for the Buffalo Bills in the future, you know, with their, um, you know, hopefully a Seattle-esque type of a venue, a stadium where they can have that, you know, noise and that ruckus and and that Bills atmosphere that we all know and love. But, you know, I'm wondering in my head, I mean, like out of this draft, right, like who's going to be the guy that's going to, you know, relish the future of the Buffalo Bills? Is it going to be in the first round? Is it going to be in the seventh round? I mean, we've had so many legends in buffalo over the years dropped to the 6th round right dropped to the to the 5th round and, and 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 we still talk about him uh, to this day you know stevie johnson who would have known you know just the black horse coming out of university of kentucky he's a friend of mine too love you man thank you so much for uh, jumping on the podcast a while back um, hope to catch up soon and you know so many others right uh, and and we talk about the draft but guys like once the draft's over we're going to talk about undrafted free agents. We're going to talk about guys who didn't have a chance to get on TV. Guys didn't have a chance to even, you know, get, get, you know, start, uh, for the most part of their college career. And then they go on a practice squad and they get a chance. And then, you know, they'd start to pop off the screen and they get an opportunity. Like th- those stories are coming, you know, they, they come around every once in a blue moon, but you know, Julian Edelman, right. Uh, Kurt Warner, like so many people you can look back that have have had these in, amazing stories uh, that have worked out, but um guys, uh, fourth, you know fourth or seventh round, I, I'm gonna just be real with you. Like, I think it's a chance for the Buffalo Bills to really, in my opinion, just get more depth at positions that matter, right? Um, maybe we do address linebacker. Maybe we do address interior offensive line, maybe some, maybe get, pick up a wide receiver. It, I'm just curious as to what the Buffalo bills are looking at, um, to definitely address in the draft versus, you know, giving guys a chance to really develop that they already have on the roster. You know, uh, a guy like Dane Jackson, I mean, does it hit his confidence really bad? I mean, I, I got, you know, uh, Mr. Clemson coming out in the first round. I talked to you about, I talked to you guys about that already. Does that going to hurt his confidence? Um, you know, what are the Buffalo bills really going to do? Are they going to wait for guys to drop and then, you know, pull the trigger that way? Or are they going to try to trade back because maybe they feel great where they're at and they, they, they got some aces in the deck as far as maybe guys that won't get drafted. Right. So I'm going to give you my fourth through seven picks. Here we go. All right. So in the fourth round, there's a guy out of Penn state that just keeps catching my eye over and over. And I have been so adamant to address this position Of the slot receiver, that I don't think Crowder is going to be able to really have that sharp Cole Beasley esque, you know, route running ability. And and this kid uh, out of Penn State, man, I I tell you, Jahan Dotson just has. I mean, his name says it all. is It's just like he's connecting the dots whenever he's hitting his routes. Just one of those guys, a very uh, sharp route runner. And, and I think would really complement this offense. This is a guy that I think would be able to fit, I mean, the mold of what the Buffalo Bills do. Uh, you know, being able to, you know, get separation on that third and five, that third and three, where, you know, maybe Stephon Diggs is getting doubled and the pressure's coming and Josh just needs to dump it off quick. Just right off to the side, get that extra three, get, there, get, that, get that extra yak. Um, that's a kid I'm looking at. All right, in the next round, I have... <sighs> I know I, I really didn't want to address safety because I feel so terrible at the situation. but look, this kid out of Michigan, um, I've been eyeing a lot, Daxton Hill, um, just has this ability to just pop off the screen and make plays when it counts. And you know one one of the things about him is that he doesn't have necessarily the reputation of what you would expect a top tier safety to have but what he does have is the playmaking ability and a guy that I think could fit the scheme well um someone that you can develop uh, you look even if we go the Poyer out, which I know we will fact is this right we need a guy who can fit the mold and that the Buffalo Bills can develop he needs to be a guy who can fill in the slot with Micah Hyde goes down Hoyer goes down. We need someone that they can just keep shuffling in and out. Maybe that's a position that we decide to start rotating even more. Maybe that's a situation that the Buffalo Bills are looking at. We do with the defensive line. Why not the safety position? All right, now in the fifth round, the wild card round, I like to call it. You know, we, we talk a lot about what the offensive line has to do. How about we talk about what the offensive line lost and is slowly starting to regain, and it's like they need to reload that vicious nature, that, you know, that Richie incognito factor. Something that I think the Buffalo Bills need back. Look, I think Spencer Brown has it. I think I love what he does, you know, during, you know, between the whistles and after the whistles, I love it. Uh, I think he plays a really solid game. I think he's a guy who's gonna be in Buffalo for a very long time. With that being said, Trevor Penning out of uni. Listen, man, this guy right here, just has that type of nature. He does not want to be moved unless you can impose your will on him completely. He's a guy who is willing to pancake whoever, whenever, screw you type of mentality. Uh, Northern Iowa guy, just a, a son of a gun that I want on the interior offensive line, stick him in there, Let's let's run the frickin' football down people's throats when we want to and then fling it around the field like it's back in the 90s against Dan Marino. That's what I want to see, and that's the fifth round. Now we're going to go into the sixth round. All right, I am thinking in the sixth round that the Buffalo Bills address speed. Where? At the wide receiver position. Look, I think that you can easily fall in love with speed in earlier rounds, but I think you have to get a guy that can fit the mold of what you do first, rather than just throwing in speed guys, when in reality, when the game slows down, you need a guy who's going to give you you know, those three to five yards. This is why I talked about uh, the kid from Penn State. But this guy from SMU, Danny Gray, wide receiver. If this guy drops this far, oh my goodness. If, listen, a 4-3-3, 40-yard dash time. Had 49 receptions for 803 yards, nine touchdowns last season for SMU. Um, hasn't gotten a lot of attention. Beautiful. That's how I want to keep it. But this is a guy that could be a steal for the ages. You look at a guy in the past, like Antonio Brown, right? Where did you think Antonio Brown was probably going to end up? Maybe like the Raiders or some random team. And he, no, this, the, the Steelers did their homework, picked up this guy, always had their eye on him. And he popped off the screen, became a national, uh, international superstar. And, and, and this is a guy that I think if the Bills can give him time to, you know, fit in the system, maybe use him in special teams. You know, we're still waiting for the Stevenson kid uh, to start, you know, molding um, into, you know, sh- excuse me, shaping into what the Bills want. But I think this is a guy that, you know, also gives you the liberty to explore a different option at that position for special teams, but also throwing him around with isaiah mckenzie seeing what he can do um you know and i think that's the bills just need to keep talent flowing at that position all right and so in the final round i'm going to be honest with you i think the buffalo bills are going to trade out and they're going to trade over into next season um i don't foresee them taking anything in the seventh round that's just how i feel um i, I think that well also the second pick in the sixth round i think they're going to trade both the sixth and the seventh excuse me they got two picks there right um, I think they're going to trade those out and they're going to try to reload for next year. I don't foresee them going too crazy, um, trying to get too many players in the building um, out of the draft. I really foresee them trying to maybe get these get some guys in the practice squad, um, you know, off of you know being an undrafted free agent, whatever have you. Uh, that's where I stand, guys. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to be as realistic as possible, because if we sit here and say, all oh, the Bills are going to pick all these players. We've seen things in the past shuffle around. People give good offers for guys that they really want. And, you know, Brandon Brandon Bean's not afraid to pull the trigger uh, to reload for next year. So that's it, guys. I mean, that's where I stand uh, for the draft. Um, And and I'm really excited for what the Bills are looking to do, you know, and how they're looking to upgrade this team. And, man, the... Sean McDermott said it best. I mean, I don't even want to be in there until pick 20, man. Let everything, all that hoopla happen, and, you know, let's see who falls. Let's see who's still there. Let's see who the Bills, you know, take at 25. Maybe they trade up. I, I mean, who knows? Maybe they fell in love with a guy, and they're hoping that there's a situation where, you know, there is a fellow GM or, and or team that is willing to assist <laughs> with helping the Bills get over the hump with a solid draft pick. Uh, Guys, I hope you enjoyed yourself uh, listening to this podcast. And to all the first responders out there in military, I salute you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everything you do for our country and our communities. Um, Guys, are you ready? The draft is coming. If you're not in Vegas, get to Vegas. I'll be there. Go Bills.